everything has a beginning. On this podcast, we've explored the beginnings of the world and how humans rebelled and brought much evil into it. But God doesn't stand idly by. He wants to see his world redeemed. Today on Stories of Scripture, we're exploring the story of Abraham, the man God chose to begin to redeem the world from its lowly state. All of our stories from today come from the book of Genesis. And Genesis is split into two main parts. Genesis 1 through 11, which talk about creation, the fall, genealogies, and capping and ending with the Tower of Babylon. But in Genesis 12, we're introduced to Abram, later known as Abraham. He was a man from Ur, which was around the Babylon area. And that makes us think of the Tower of Babylon, which is the story preceding this. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country and family and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. When Abram was 75, he, his wife Sarai, and his nephew Lot set out for Canaan, just as God had instructed. Once in Canaan, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Fast forward a bit. Abram has this great blessing from God. In Genesis 15, God reaffirms his promise to Abram, telling him, His descendants would be as numerous as the stars. As nice as that promise sounds, he doesn't even have one child. Both Sarai and Abram were old. I assume they were desperate to have a child to fulfill that promise, but couldn't see how that would happen naturally. So Sarai and Abram decided to take the matter into their own hands. Sarai had an Egyptian slave named Hagar, so she gave Hagar to Abram to build their family through her. Abram sleeps with her, Hagar gets pregnant, and starts to despise her master Sarai. With Abram's permission, Sarai mistreats Hagar so much that she runs away. And while in the wilderness, an angel of the Lord visits her and tells her to return to Sarai, and also gives her a promise. He tells her, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. She returns and bore Abram a son, and Abram gave him the name of Ishmael. About 15 years have passed. Abram is now Abraham, and Sarai is now Sarah. The Lord appeared to Abraham when he was at the entrance of his tent. He looked up and saw three men, and rushed toward them, bowed down, and begged them to stay offering them both food and water. They agreed to stay. Abraham rushed to tell Sarah to start making bread. Then he selected a calf to be slaughtered for a meal. When everything was ready, they sat down to eat. And while they were eating, one of them asked, Where is your wife Sarah? There, in the tent, he said. And then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. 
Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, Yes, you did. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When the son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him, just as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. As they neared the mountain, he said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham carried the fire and the knife and placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac. As they walked, Isaac asked him where the lamb for the burnt offering was. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Reaching the place, Abraham built an altar there and laid Isaac on the altar. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son your only son. Abraham looked up, and there, in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over, took the ram, and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time, and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. So now that we've just kind of explored Abraham's life, I'd like to offer some few thoughts. First, I'd advocate that you read these passages of Scripture yourself. Open your Bible, start in Genesis 12, and just read the story of Abraham. 
After Genesis 11, the world was in quite a state. People were living their lives apart from God. And what was God going to do? His plan is to pick a guy and let him and his family be a blessing to the world. Reflecting on the story so far, you might wonder if that's a good idea. Is that actually going to work? Would a different way be better, be more effective? But God is ultimately honoring us as humans by partnering with us. And in this story, Abraham shows his humanness. There are moments in the Abraham story where we don't even know if God's plan is going to really go well. Definitely in the Hagar story, but also a couple of other times that we don't mention, Abraham messes up, is scared, and makes mistakes. But throughout the rest of the Bible, Abraham is held up as a model, a faithful person. But that doesn't mean that he's perfect. Abraham was someone who let God use him. In the original blessing by God to Abraham, Abraham's blessing is contrasted against the people of Babylon. In the Tower of Babylon, they wanted to make a name for themselves. But when God blesses Abraham, God says, he's going to make Abraham's name great. This isn't Abraham doing things. This is God working through Abraham. And the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, picking an old guy who has no kids, promising a baby to a 90 and 100 year old couple, asking Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. God's ways are not our own. And some of his ways might be hard to understand or don't make sense to us, and that's okay. God calls us to obedience first rather than understanding. God is someone who has our best interests at heart. And that's something that we've got to trust. The story of Abraham mirrors our own story. We are messy, disobedient, flaky, but God continues to show us love and faithfulness in the midst of our unfaithfulness. Reading stories such as Abraham reminds us how much God has worked in the past, how God continues to work in the present, and God will continue to work in the future. And he chooses us to help him do that. God bless. Thank you all for listening. To find out more about the podcast, visit storiesofthefaith.org. You can like, subscribe, or block this podcast. Whatever you feel is the appropriate action to take is totally within your control. Until next time.